welcome to the PJ Party Podcast. My name is Jenny West, and Paul Plastino is also going to be featured in this podcast. He's just away getting the band back together. Uh, we do mention getting the band back together a lot in our podcast, and I hope you're not out of the loop on that. Um, that's pretty much when Paul Plastino from the Afternoon Zone, Jason Lamb from the Morning Zone, and other people who we work with just go out and get obliterated. Just obliterated. And most of the time, they're wearing their zone gear, and Victoria's a small town, as you probably know, so people know who they are, and they're just making fools of themselves. So he started doing that already, and uh, he's probably going to be mad that I'm talking about it in this way while he's doing that, but... Who knows? I might end up joining them. And uh, apologies in advance if you are, you know, going out and about and you ever see us or interact with us as we are getting the band back together. Um, We cover a whole bunch of topics this week, including a cool cab company that is opening up in West Shore. We also have our band of the month joining us in the podcast. We'll be talking with Allie, the lead singer of Stinging Bell. And lots and lots more. So thank you so much for listening this week. And please tell your friends about the podcast if you like to listen to it. Thanks a bunch. Every listen counts. And enjoy. So the big thing that happened over the course of the weekend uh, down in the States was this uh, big march uh, for the uh, gun control. Yeah. Millions of people out on the streets. It was inspiring to see people taking... Uh, the policy changes and uh, what they felt was important into their own hands. It was yeah. really great to see down there. That's whenever I see a demonstration like that or of that size, wherever it is in the world, mm-hmm. it's inspiring. It's a good thing to see. Um, yeah, and then we're also seeing the other side of it as well, right? Well, super ironically, mm-hmm. we have had two pretty major guests. Yes. Which is Jesse Hughes from Eagles of Death Metal and Ron the Jewels. Yeah. Both of those people mm. now in the news this weekend as coming out as being staunchly pro NRA gun, gun rights. Yeah. Um, Jesse Hughes called the March for Lives pathetic. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no. Right? Like, I'm. Yeah. And this is a guy who's been through gun violence, but I, I knew that about Jesse Hughes, too, though. A wild thing about him, he's been through, he was at that her terrible shooting in the Bataclan and everything yeah. in France, still staunchly pro-guns. Yeah. He's one of the guys that says that he, you know, that the good guys with the gun would have made a difference in the shooting that he was in. Yeah. Wild to me. Wild that he holds that belief. And then Killer Mike. And then, yeah, Killer Mike had an interview on NRA TV this past weekend and uh, told his stance on uh, African-American gun ownership rights. And they played it during the march. But this was an interview that happened a few weeks ago. So it was just, yeah, it was not so not good. Of, he had to put yeah. out a public apology and still supports the march. Right. That's oh, the thing. Good. He came out oh, and good. said, yes, keep on marching. Keep on doing things. You can make a difference. Right. He is totally for anyone who has an opinion to, to fight for it. Right? Yeah. And that's just kind of how he says everyone has different opinions. But if you're fighting for it, then he's going to give you a pat on the back. Right. Yeah, and he. I mean, yeah, he had a. I mean, certainly a point with. He just feels like it feels like like a, an additional amount of, uh, I guess, like subjugation or you know stripping away rights mm-hmm. of uh, like he says African African Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, the one artist who, when I first saw that this was said, almost brought a tear to my eye of just how 
kind of normal and conversational, such a incredibly poignant thing that happened was Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Um, when he, he said it in a way that it was something that had just happened to a chum, but then you realize he's talking about the tragic death of John Lennon. Yeah. He was on TV. He was there at the gun march and everything. And this is how he said, this is how conversational he was about something that was, you know, devastating to culture as a whole. One of my best friends was killed in gun violence right around here. So uh, it's important to me. Back with the singing bell. Um, if you haven't already seen Stinging Bell, our uh, band of the month for March, perform live, definitely do it. Mm. Um, I know there's just been zoners texting in about how amazing your show was at uh, Capitol Ballroom with uh, Band of Rascals. So much fun. And Allie, are you a cat? Right? Because <laughs> like, I walked no. in, The jig's right? up. The jig's up. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, jungle I, cat. I wasn't going to save it for a radio interview. I was going to save it for TV. <laughs> yeah. That has more of an impact. But yeah. I'm a cat. You yeah. take off your wig and there are the ears. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like every time you're on stage, it's just like you need to climb something. Like yeah. you're on there and you're just like looking for destruction when you're up there. It's so entertaining. Oh yeah, you know watch. who loves that? The sound and engineering All guys and the stage guys, oh, yeah. they love it. Oh, the more, the, every time I'm up there, I like guaranteed pull apart a mic stand. <laughs> yeah, and like first you know thing you did on stage, first song. yeah. yeah. But, like you know, I know I've got some pipes. Sure, not, <laughs> not ashamed of it, but like not like I don't think I'm up there like hulking my way around. But it makes me feel like I am, right? Because I'm like, <laughs> just mantle the stand, and I'm like, okay, yeah. like tone it down. But yeah, I think it's just the adrenaline of being up there. I think yeah. it's part of the show now so far. I've seen you like get tangled in cords. Oh yeah. I've, <laughs> right? I've seen you yeah. Jordan trip over things. Guitar, yes. Um, it's pretty reckless. It's great. Yeah but it's like Shout out to the band. so few right. other bands that I see moving around and exploring the space as much as you do is like mm-hmm. I said I got there a little bit late to the show and when I walked in the first thing I saw was yeah, Ali was had climbed up upon something. She was like, not really on stage. She was like up on a balcony or a railing or something. And I was like, there's a jungle cat in a tree over here. <laughs> and But still Pretty singing, much. not missing a beat, like that getting was... after it. So good. Yeah. That's that was... a lot of fun. So last weekend, we talked uh, briefly about there's a, a new drive share uh, service in Toronto, kind of mm. like an Uber or a Lyft. Uh, it's app-based, I think. But the real crux of it is that it's... Uh, uh, only women drive for it, mm-hmm. and uh, they only uh, pick up women. It's a drive service just for women. And the whole point of it being that, you know, oftentimes as a woman, especially if you're alone, you feel a little uncomfortable getting a cab. Yep. Right? With, uh, with, a, with a man driver or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or as a female driver, you might feel uncomfortable just driving cab to begin with because you never know who's going to get in your cab. Exactly. So this kind of solves both those things and lets it just be that. Yeah. So, that was cool. That's in Toronto. And now I'm reading that there's actually an application that there's a all-female cab company being pitched for the West Shore here on the island. Right here. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder if the, the idea stemmed from the news over in Toronto as well. Yeah. Um, but we had talked about this before and, and there was, you know, we did get a few messages about it. Mm-hmm. And there's always a pushback um, mm-hmm. with... People saying, you know, is this like discriminatory? Mm-hmm. What about guys? What if there was an all-male cab company and you know what would girls say about that right there wouldn't be an all male cab company i don't think that's something that we would see because there isn't you know too much of an issue with safety there right um 
for me, like I, I've had experiences in cabs where mm. things got um, not good. I have been assaulted in a cab before wow. as a woman. And um, there are times where I don't feel safe. And to think that, you know, that there could be a cab company that no matter what I feel safe going into, yeah. I'm 100% for that. Yeah. And I don't see why why there would be a pushback on that. I'm so sorry that happened. My God. Oh, it's I mean, happened to so many people. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a thing that happens, but... This is the this is the thing I think too is like sometimes for that reason for that situation the market unfortunately creates a space where we need that amount of safety mm-hmm. where we need that alternative and this one seems like a good one for it to be uh, female only I mean it's the same reason why there when curves opened up back in what the nineties or whatever an all female gym right mm-hmm. same kind of thing women got tired of going and being uh, objectified or uh, harangued when they're at the gym by a bunch of dudes. You know, especially women are very sensitive about body stuff. All right, an all-female gym. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I going to cry about that? Or should we just support that that is a thing that was felt necessary? Yeah. Same with the driving with the cabs. So I'm down. I wish uh, it's, it would be called Women on Wheels. I'm also really excited because I want to be a cab driver. <laughs> you also talk about being an Uber oh, driver, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so great. All right, well, there you go. Maybe a little part-time work in the future for Jenny West. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) Thanks for bringing up that stuff about the cabs in the West Shore. I think it's an awesome idea. Oh, good. Glad to hear. I've been assaulted myself. I'm in my 50s, and I worry Mm -hmm. about my daughter and lots of other people, and I've seen lots of negative stuff about it on Facebook, and it was kind of sickening, actually. Yeah, Yeah. there's definitely a need there, and and if it means that someone feels safe, then why not? And why is there backlash? Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me, but um, I think it's really cool, and I hope to see more things like that. Me Um, too, and thanks for talking about it positively. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get so frustrated with the pushback, too, because, you know, it's often these whiny dudes being like this is discriminatory it's like come on guy you're not gonna drive cab anyways it doesn't involve you there are it other does, cab yeah. companies that you take that's anyway right. that's so right. why would it yeah. Yeah. or trolls who have nothing better to do i don't know right yeah. that can't put themselves in the footsteps of uh, a woman you know who would feel uncomfortable in that situation or I, or, or think yeah, there's a I, need there i actually made that statement on facebook and i said i would love to hear from some of you guys who have daughters and wives and aunts mm. and ask them if they've had any incidents happen and give your feedback and i never no one ever commented on it so. no. yeah thank you so much for calling in we really appreciate that we love you for listening thank you guys of okay course. you bet so yesterday beacon hill children's farm actually had to shut down after a water shut off Today in the Afternoon Zone, what some of the animals did with their time off. Well, the peacocks took that time to finally file their taxes. The llama was going to dust in all those hard-to-reach spots, like behind the armoire and in between the washer and dryer. The ducks used that day to, you know, catch up on all the emails that they've been missing. I know that the baby goats were going to finally attend a Strata Council meeting. And the ducks were going to uh, renew their car insurance and try and negotiate a better rate. And the pig went wee-wee-wee-wee-wee-wee all the way home and was finally going to organize the crawl space. Where's this thing that we were talking about yesterday where it made the paper yesterday about eagles? Oh, okay, so they're trying to get more eagles at Ogden Point because there's too many seagulls. And the eagles chase away the seagulls? Yeah, if they have their nests in that area, then the seagulls will kind of back off because the problem is with the seagull poop. It's eating through uh, some of the roofs in Ogden Point and everything, Uh, and it's becoming a problem. So they've made these fake 
steal eagle nests, like these fake trees that they're going to try and attract the eagles. Trying to show. attract the eagles. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand here is what what are we all assuming that eagle poop is made out of cotton candy? Well, there's not going to be as many eagles, right? Because they're kind of oh. lonesome creatures, right? So there'll be one in the area, and that'll make all the other seagulls bugger off a little bit. What do you think? Because I can name, like, as soon as you say to me, seagull poop, mm-hmm. I know exactly what it is. I can picture it. Yep. I can feel it splattering across my face. Oh, yes. Drive a convertible in Victoria. You get it. What do you think an eagle's poop is like? Similar? It's... It- it's big. Is it? It's a lot. Is it? It's a lot. This? I've yeah, I've had eagle poop on my uh, on my windshield before. Oh really? It's like five seagulls pooping at once. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's egg week, I guess. Eggs get a whole week. I'm Jen. I just want to say so sorry on behalf of humanity to uh, hu- uh, human women who get a day and uh, eggs. Get, get a week. week. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought about that after International Women's Day. I was like, half the population. It's like every other day should be International Women's Day. Oh. Or like half nice. the year. It should be like it should be International Women's two seasons. <laughs> That's nice of you to say, but no, yeah, eggs like, eggs get a full week. Full week I do have to say, day. you know, eggs are great. There are so many ways you can make eggs. I think that my favorite yeah. food uh-huh, yeah. is egg. Is it? Egg. Egg. <laughs> what a weird favorite food to have. But if I think about it, eggs are great. I like them poached, uh-huh. sunny side up. Cut a hole in a toast and yes. put it up in that. What do you call that? A, to- a toad a hole, in a hole? hole in the toasty to- hole. To- toasty hole? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Man, eggs like are great. Scramble them thing. up. Yeah. I probably eat eggs every single day. It's like you can't really say that about most other things, but more you know, morning time, wake up, and whether I do a scramble or whether I do a hard boil, yeah, usually get an egg in me before I hit the road. Yeah, me too. True. Yeah, they're very versatile. Yes. Well, you can really fancy them up. They can be as simple as uh, cracking it into your mouth and eating it raw. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of good protein. Yeah, sure. Or uh, you could um, uh, mix them up with lobster. I don't know. Right. National Egg Week. Mm-hmm. Possible, poss- uh, just endless possibilities is what I'm trying to say. Is there a more frustrating thing then? This is why I think they should get knocked down to just like a, maybe like five days. Is, uh, is there a more frustrating thing than trying to peel a hard-boiled egg that doesn't want to be peeled? Mm-hmm. No. You know what that is too, by the way? Here's a hot tip and a life hack. The egg is too new. Mm. I'll buy like six eggs and I'll just let them sit in the fridge for a week. And then I'll be like, where's those old ass eggs? Boil them up. Then you go to peel those. Oh, it just slides off. Good to know, Paul. Thanks yeah. for the egg tip. Hot egg tip. This will be a, a series of egg tips because, of course, it is an egg week. We'll have a full seven days of egg <laughs> tips for you. For National Egg Week, get ready to hear the grossest thing you're going to hear all week. Go ahead, Quinton. Tell everybody how you like to eat your eggs. What? It's not gross at all. Go, go ahead. Just, yeah, I'm going ahead. Just tell. Okay, what you do? is you take the egg, you cook it over easy, right? Then you S&P that bad boy. Then you take- S&P? S&P. Salt and pepper. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Salt and pepper, what a, what a thing. Okay, so then you take some sriracha and you put it on the yolk part, okay? Then what you do is you eat the lame part, the egg white, you just eat that, nom, 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 nom. And then you take the yolk and you eat that like a flavor pack, just boom! All one bite. Yeah. Oh, that's a yolk. lot of yolk. And it pops in your mouth. Yeah, 
Uh, dip your toast in that, gross, man. Gross, dude. Yeah, that's really It's a better way. Yeah. Don't knock until you try it. That's all I'm really? saying. Really? Okay, I'll try it. Try and, it. And try it. It's, send you a Maybe photo. it's like uh, like pickles and peanut butter, you know, and people like that. I'm going to go ahead and knock it. Pickles and peanut butter sounds good, just you describing it to me. I can imagine that being good. But an entire egg yolk popping in my mouth? Uh. Yeah, no thanks. I'll give it a try. Thanks, Jen. Way to be open-minded. Someone texted in that a year's supply of Nutella would be like right up there, alley. Oh, I'd be into that. Would you? Oh, yeah. What do you put the, the Nutella on? I never found a good vessel for Nutella. Um, Put it on anything. Um, If I got a year's supply, I would get it all at once and fill the bathtub with it and just soak in it. Okay, gross. Um, I'll say this. By the way, I was an early adopter of Nutella. Nutella is a meme practically now, right? Everyone's like, oh, Nutella, the most precious, wonderful, best thing ever in life. This was recent, mm. the last bunch of years. I had Nutella as a child because my family would always, we'd be going to the Italian import store, right, to get the p- specific things that my Italian grandmother wanted to get to make. And Nutella was like a treat. I think it's it. I think it is Italian. Mm. We would get it at that special store that no one else would go to except for Italian people in that, in that city we lived. So I had, I was exposed to it early. Like, oh, what a treat. And I was just like, this is not that good. On toast or whatever? You didn't like it. No, as a oh. kid. It was like, wasn't chocolatey and sweet enough as a kid? Mm. And now I'm an adult and it's like too chocolatey and sweet. So I don't know. But I will say this. Have you ever had that little snack pack where you get these little breadsticks? No, but I've seen those. Those are good. Okay. You dip it in the Nutella and for whatever reason, it like it cuts the sweetness in the right way. It's the right amount of crunchiness. A little salt in there. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. Interesting. But like these people who are like eating it like Winnie the Pooh in a honey bucket and yeah. just like scooping it in their mouth with their bare hands. That's me. Get out. Hey, I will not. Okay, you can stay. Okay. Ingrid wrote in and said, a year supply of condoms would be mm-hmm. nice. Oh, someone else said a year supply of friendship from a friend. <laughs> I would be so disappointed if I won something on the radio <laughs> and they're just like, you win a year supply of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> that was Current Swell in the Zone at 91.3 with a song called When to Talk and When to Listen. You should take that advice, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all getting excited for the weekend. That's what's happening. I know a lot of people right now are looking for places to live. I feel like so many of my friends right now are on the search for apartments. Yeah. And that common thing where they find a beautiful apartment... Uh, but it doesn't allow pets. It's been like a, a huge roadblock for people. Um, there was a survey uh, that was just released and kind of surprising results. Mm. Um, 64% of BC respondents felt that landlords should have the right to refuse to rent uh, their properties to pet owners. Um, so, yeah, the question is, is should landlords be forced to allow people to move into their house with pets? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about it? Well... I feel that's about right because I would hate to be forcing landlords to do anything Mm -hmm. that they, you know what I mean? Like like that could really have huge implications for their piece of property, like forcing them to just take pets. Um, Maybe it could be done in a way, but I do certainly wish in that same article I saw too, there was like a map that moved back and forth of... Um, just over on the mainland, in the lower mainland, the amount of rentals that allow pets versus the don't allow pets, mm-hmm. almost nobody allows pets. Right. And that's crummy. I feel for that. 
Um, I just wish that there was another different way rather than forcing. It's that like forcing landlords to do it that's yeah. hard, right? Yeah, I could imagine if I had my first home and, uh, you know, someone comes in and has a pet and just destroys the place. Sure, you know, That right? could be very frustrating. It's your first home. You don't have that much money to, you know, fix everything. Hmm. Um, but at the same time, I've been in that boat where, you know, you have a cat and you can't move into a place. So no. you'd want to make it open for everyone. Yeah, maybe it's, it's like a small pet thing. It's like maybe it's a cat thing. Maybe it's like a small dog thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I know all these creatures can all do damage, but I just wish the market would sort it out. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and I kind of feel like when I'm landlording, I always allow animals, but I pick and choose. Number one, you get to raise the rent a little bit. Mm -hmm. If there's, I know there's an animal coming in, I know I can get more from my place if I allow you to have a cat. Oh, even okay? even with the pet deposit. And then, yeah, the pet deposit, which doesn't really do much. A half month's rent, if a pet really goes nuts and wrecks the place up, a half month's rent is not going to fix that. Mm -hmm. So I feel that too, but I take that as well. I, yeah, I know I can get more with pets. I wish more landlords would take that leap. I don't know. I wish there was a little bit somewhere more incentive for landlords to take pets because I absolutely yeah. feel for people who've got animals. Yeah. A home is not a home without a pet, I don't think. Right. And I know some landlords as well, if they're in the same house, say they're upstairs and they have a really bad allergy. I understand that. Yeah. Not allowing pets. Totally. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. What can we do? What can we do about this? I always think of pets more like roommates. Hey, that, that could work. You know, my roommate, if mm -hmm. I'm talking about my cat, actually, my sure. roommate um, poops in a box. Yeah. My roommate wants to come in the room while I'm pooping, always. Yeah. yeah and he wants to hang out with me while I'm in there. Yeah, and my roommate actually sits on my lap while I do my business. Yes. Um, also stares at me while I'm in the shower. Uh-huh. My roommate wants to lick my legs after I get out of the shower. Uh, yeah, my roommate sneaks into my room at night and licks my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a dog. Uh, I own my own place now, but I always offered... A full month's rent as a damage deposit for my pet, plus my damage deposit, plus they got to meet the dog. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you should force landlords to do it, but if somebody's willing to pay extra, they're obviously willing to uh, make sure their dog is uh, going to be well-behaved or their cat's going to be well-behaved, but mm -hmm. uh, you can't force them to do it. It's not fair, and especially if there's uh, allergies in the house. Yeah, so, I think uh, the main point there is that you know it's up maybe to pet owners to do more to make themselves more attractive as tenants. And I know that's such a difficult thing and people are struggling with that as it is anyways in this market. But, you know, maybe they just got to take that on. It's like, if you want that pet, you've got to go out and do something to, you know, make yourself that much more appealing as a, as a tenant like you did. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I've always said I'd pay, you know, 100, 150 bucks per month more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, plus everything else. So pets cost. You want to have a pet, you got to pay. Fully. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, really a case of money doing a lot of talking. It is. Paul Plastino, Jenny West. In the afternoon zone. Skyrocket in flight. <laughs> afternoon delight. <laughs> afternoon delight. Are you concerned about nuclear destruction? Um, is, more than I have in my life, right? But I am not concerned. It's oh. not a high level of concern as of right now. Did I see a thing that China was even saying that? Uh, oh, don't worry about North Korea. They they are promising to denuclearize. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. don't worry about that so much. Which is great news. Love to hear that, right? But it seems like we've been thinking about 
being atomized by nuclear weapons, mm. huge weapons of mass destruction, millions of people die, half the population of Earth dying, and then the other half in the nuclear winter oh that gosh. follows, right? Just everybody dies from the nuclear holocaust. Just the fact that it's in regular conversation at this point right. is concerning, I'd say, but... Well, here to help. Oh, how so? I've got a few lists of uh, reasons I've come across here, or places rather, uh, that is a good place for you to be because of, in, in, in the case of a nuclear war. Okay. Can yeah. I guess something? Yes. That Canada is just not on that list. Canada's not, but I have a, like, okay, for reasons which I'm going to tell you in a minute here, I have a feeling like that there are some places in Canada that would be just fine. Okay. But here, according to some experts, there are a list of places you should be in the case of a nuclear uh, destruction. Number one, Antarctica. Well, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to go there. Right. Right. I would love to live out the rest of my days in Antarctica where all the rest of the world burns. Okay. With an uh, atomized fire. Um, <laughs> evidently, not only is it far away from major targets and cities, but the Antarctic Treaty banned the detonation of nuclear weapons mm. on that continent. Good. So you're not allowed to bomb there. Because, and you know what's interesting about that, too? Like, you would think that would be a fun place to test bombs and stuff. Don't you think? Like, There's not much out there. There's not much out there. It's just all a bunch of wastelands. But yeah, why not test out our nukes there? Nah. So you're not allowed. Good. Okay, number two, New Zealand. Is it because of the hobbit holes? It's not. Okay. But that actually sounds like a good idea. If like all the hobbit holes were also bunkers that could withstand a nuclear bomb, that'd be great. Business idea. Yep. Number three, Easter Island. And that is an island that is in the middle of the ocean. Yes. Just away from everyone. <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense. It's on the, in the South Pacific Ocean, directly out from like Chile. Okay. Here's the real thing. All of these things, if you've noticed, all of these places are in the Southern Hemisphere because most of, or actually I think now, all of the countries and states with nuclear weapons are all in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. So the states... Russia, France has got some, the UK, you know, China, maybe North Korea. So while us Northern Hemisphere people are all fighting it out with nukes, down in the Southern Hemisphere, it's just like time for another fancy drink with a little umbrella in it. Yeah, sounds pretty good. So that's where you want to be probably. Even Australia, you'd think like, you know, Australia is a Southern Hemisphere kind of a superpower. They don't have nukes mm -mm. and they've never expressed any interest in getting any. So there you go. Good to know. Good on you, Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. And that's where you want to be to be safe in case of a nuclear assured destruction. Ah, <gasps> terrifying. <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> and uh, we're excited for baseball season, right? Yeah, we got our own baseball team. Well, softball slow pitch team. That's what it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not baseball. And we're not going to be very good. Yeah. Practice tomorrow, or no, sorry, next Tuesday as we're practicing for the first time. That's right. Go Garbage Birds. Yeah, instead of Blue Jays or all the other bird names, we're Garbage <laughs> Birds. <laughs> I'm excited to play a little ball, and uh, it's exciting today, opening day around the uh, major leagues. Art and I are just out there watching the Jays get destroyed by the Yankees. But um, very interesting story coming out of Toronto today. T today, opening day for Blue Jays baseball is like a total sellout. This is they're thinking the most profitable profitable day in the history of the franchise of the Toronto Blue Jays mm -hmm. just because you know, the way ticket prices go up and up and it's going to be a big sellout and everything. People are taking the day off work to go and enjoy the game and all that. So it's great. But this big like scandal has come out. They found that 42% uh, of all the tickets sold 
for that sold-out game for the Blue Jays today were second-hand tickets or scalp tickets. Oh, man. That means it must have gone up in price big time. Huge. And the big scandal is that StubHub, the uh, ticket reselling website, has a deal with the Jays' actual team or the franchise or whatever. Oh, no. And the Jays get a little cut and they get to wet their beak, pardon the pun, on tickets sold off of StubHub. Oh, no. Brutal, right? Oh, that's brutal. So that's a benefit for them, the Blue Jays. I don't quite know, too, if it's like if they're double dipping, if it's just like they sell StubHub the tickets and then they also get a cut on the StubHub then raises the price again and they sell them again and then they get a cut there as well. I don't quite think that's how it works, but it is the secondary market. Right. That's Well, what's the first market? Is the Blue Jays selling the tickets out there? Yeah, so if they're getting their their sales as yeah. well as StubHub's, that's insane. And right? the prices on StubHub were up 205% of the yeah. face value. So double plus the, the, the regular price. Yeah. That's unreal. Um, but Ontario is getting um, a crackdown on ticket scalping, so hopefully that okay. won't happen again uh, in the future. But uh, we don't know the exact dates and when uh, laws get changed for that. Yeah, I've said it a million times, but we really need to get creative, whether it's for music, you know, whether it's for sports, things like this. The secondary market. And yes, yeah, so great. Like there's a half a dozen websites that have cropped up to be able to secondary sell these tickets. Right. Mm-hmm. They're just putting online this practice that's been going on for so long. We really, really now need to get creative and do away with. Mm-hmm. Come on. It doesn't make any sense. It's brutal. It is brutal. We're putting the band back together. So it's a big weekend in Victoria. It's the grand opening of the bridge. It's Easter long weekend. And it's also April Fool's. And uh, with all that, we're just very concerned that this is going to happen at the big bridge opening. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Thanks for coming, for coming out. out. We, we know you're all very, very excited, excited about, about the opening, opening of the bridge. It's, it's been, been a long, long road, road to get, get here, here, but... but uh, you know, uh, things happen, and uh, we just wanted to say that it will not be opening up this uh, weekend. April Fools! Uh, we've still got a lot of steel fabrication to do before this bridge opens. So, this weekend is the opening of the new bridge. That's right! It's an exciting weekend in Victoria. We've been waiting years for this. Yeah, I'm pumped, and I'm going to get up on Saturday morning, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be very hungover because we're getting the band back together on Friday night, Mm. and then Saturday, we're going to get up at noon, and we're going to go to the bridge opening, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see who will be there, um, what festivities they have planned, uh, are they going to make the bridge go up and down for us all to clap about? Are they going to explode the old bridge? Are they going to start auctioning off rivets? Oh, Do we get to take home a rivet that. from the old bridge? Right? Like, take home a rivet. Take home a, a giant bolt that kept this thing together for so many years that you love so much, this bridge. Right. Of the old one. Maybe they'll launch, like, a BC Transit bus over it oh. when it's, like, halfway up. Like speed? Yeah. Mm, That'd be cool. cool. So Jen and I want to go to the bridge opening, but I think we want to be there. We want to have signs. Yes. Like protest style signs. We're not going to be protesting anything, obviously, but we're going to have signs. Yeah. So we are looking now for your help in thinking up some sign slogans for the bridge opening. Right. I've only had two ideas so far. One is like a pennant, you know, like one of those uh, triangle pennants that just says bridge. (laughs) 
<laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> to show my enthusiasm for Bridges. Nice. Uh-huh. I was thinking a picture of Jeff Bridges. Ah. Yeah. Just that? Just that. <laughs> <laughs> what Mine, it? specifically to this bridge, is because uh, I don't like that it's gray. And I know the lights are going to be blue, but I want it to keep up with the, the just keep calling it the blue bridge. So mine is going to be, I'm just going to write, paint this uh, blue. I'm just going to swear a word in it. Bridge. Paint this blue. Paint this blue. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's gonna be a swear word on the sign. Oh, fine. I don't know if that's appropriate for children who might be there to celebrate the opening of the new bridge. Mm, you're yeah. gonna see everything down there. Uh-huh. You know, they have to be prepared for that sort of thing. Any other ideas? Um, one that says "build a bridge and get over it." Wow. And then another one that says "the suspension is killing me." That's great. Thanks. If you have any other ideas of uh, signs we can make for the bridge opening this weekend, please let us know. Call mm-hmm. or text 250-475-0913. We might use yours and wave it around. And then you could be part of Victoria history. <laughs> Pictures, right, of the of the bridge dedication? Right. Back in 2018, and these two idiots had very <laughs> stupid signs. One had swear words on it. Inappropriate. The Afternoon Zone with Paul Plastino and Jenny West. Yeah, it's Cameron. Cameron, we're looking for slogans for our sign that we're going to bring down to the bridge opening on Saturday. What's your idea? It was, uh, you're my boy, Blue. You remember from old school? Yes. Sure, yeah. As a tribute to the old Blue Bridge. That's right. Why not? I no, I love that. I love that. Well, I mean, it's simple, and I'll fit on a sign. You can make a big, <laughs> big block point. letter. You know how hard it is to make big block letters? Oh, it's difficult, yeah. Yeah, thanks for thinking of us. The mm. amount of effort is definitely something we have to think about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And likely, if you're going to be doing it hungover on a Saturday morning, it's going to take a lot of willpower. That's true. Keep Lojo erect. Yes, good, good, good. Love Excellent. That one. Love Excellent. that. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. I, I've been working on it all all day. Well, awesome. Thanks, bud. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love, love you. Bye. This bridge is 100 gluten free. Love it, buddy. That's Thank a great you. sign slogan. Thanks, bud. Uh, no problem. So, Jen, I um, was saddened by this uh, report, but then there's hopefulness in this report. Yeah. Just give me the broad strokes. Um, just with, you know, festival season coming up, uh, yeah. this, uh, this article has been getting a lot of attention. Um, a survey was done, and it showed that 92% of females who attend festivals experience some sort of harassment or assault during the festival. Um, this was also uh, done to males. They were involved in the in mm. the survey as well yeah. as non-binary people. It said that uh, around 31% of males have experienced both physical and non-physical harassment and about 60% of transgender uh, people experience harassment at festivals. Yeah. All those numbers should be a lot lower. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Yeah. Um, this mm. is really cool though. There is a company in Chicago called Our Music, My Body, and they've been working with big festivals like Lollapalooza, Riot Fest, and um, Pitchfork Festival as well. And what they try and do is just prevent sexual violence in the festivals uh, by talking with the musicians talking with security, make huh. sure that there's the right, you know, process in place if something like that were to happen, right. um, which is really cool. And they're starting to spread a, a lot more. I love that. Mm-hmm. I really love that that's 
an available thing, and I, I hope to see it come around here. And I also, uh, you know, I think that uh, there's something that we as festival goers can do, and it's uh, really just keeping your hands to yourselves. Yeah. Right? And I know it's happened to friends of mine too, right? Someone is dancing up on you, a little too friendly, gets mm. a little handsy and gropey. I was showing you yesterday, and you know, as a, you know, I love to dance and party at music festivals. Yeah. Boy, do I like to cut a rug, and I was showing you some of my moves, right? Yes. Let me just show you some of those now, right? Okay. So I do a lot of dancing, right? And a lot of clapping. A lot of, a lot of clapping along. Yep. You're bending over, okay. Yep. And then a lot of knees up and down your toes. And you always get your hands going. I got my hands going, but it's always like I'm shoving away lightning bugs. Like, get away, bugs. Get away, <laughs> bugs. Get away from here. Get away from here. And then when I really get excited, I do this where my hands are up in the air, and I call this one. High fiving a million angels. Wow! Right? So I'm like, yeah, high fiving angels. That's good. And angels are coming down from heaven and high fiving me. Yeah. Now, do you see in all these sick moves? Yeah. Do you see any groping? No groping. No groping. Good job, Paul. Let's all keep our hands to ourselves. Yes. Let's shoo away the lightning ball, bubs. <laughs> Clap. High five, angels. Do not do a grope. That's a good lesson. That's how we can make a difference. That's how we can get that 92 percent number a down a bunch, please. Thank you. So you have a feeling that it's someone who works at BC Ferris who's doing this meme page? Yeah, I'm thinking so, that they have the inside scoop. Yeah, I think so too. We found this this uh, Instagram account called BC Ferries Memes, and it is unreal. Like, it's so funny. We've been for the last hour here sitting and laughing. Yeah. But I feel like I've taken the ferries, oh, dozens of times in the time that I've lived here on the island, But and I, like, so I get all these jokes, but... Like, to think of this many jokes, yeah. like, someone has to work at the ferries or take it every week or something. Yeah, I mean, every single one of them was relatable and so savage. So savage. So we're not going to sit here and describe memes to you because they're all often, you know, picture dependent. They're really brutal. But you got to go and check out uh, the Instagram account, BC Ferries Memes, if you've ever taken a ferry. Um, but we felt like whoever is doing this deserves some recognition, Absolutely. Right? We here at the Afternoon Zone salute you, mystery person who is doing the BC Fairies memes Instagram account for such meme savagery as the caption when there's a three-hour wait on a picture of a guy eating a Tide Pod mm. and a picture of a fairy with the name Spirit of Overpaid CEOs. Nice. We award you with the first ever... Afternoon Zone Dankest Meme Award. Congratulations. Well deserved. Well deserved. Whoever you are. Paul Plastino, Jenny West. In the Afternoon Zone. Time for shout outs off the Zone's text line. It is the eve of a long weekend. We all should be in a pretty noodly mood, right? Yes. I feel like noodles. Is that what you mean? Good. No, okay. Good, it's... yeah. If you feel like noodles, call in right now. Thanks for playing along. <laughs> Anytime. Anything you're feeling noodly about today, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Put it in the form of a shout-out, and we'll read the good ones on the radio. <laughs> All right. This one says, big shout-out to noodles and the people that feel like them. From oh, Wolf. I'm going to give that. Oh, you. <laughs> we feel like noodles. Matt says, shout-out to the noodle folk. Broth runs through <laughs> our veins. <laughs> Is there any more noodles? <laughs> Shout out to faux places or pho places and Vic. Send nudes. Yes, nudes. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, wait, there's more noodle ones. <laughs> yeah, Steve says shout out to prosciutto. Uh, hard to spell, but delicious in my belly, especially with noodles. 
Jake says, shout out to all the noodles in the world for being so delicious yet cheap. That makes me feel noodly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the news on the PJ Party Podcast. Here's Jenny West. Researchers at the University of Victoria say they have discovered the oldest footprints in North American history. The lead author of the study says the footprints date back to around 130,000 years and were found at Calvert Island, just northeast of Vancouver Island. The study suggests that humans were present on the B.C. coast well before the end of the last ice age. Good really for us. cool. Yeah. yeah. Humans. <laughs> um, Victoria native Steve Nash is getting inducted to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. He's getting inducted along with Grant Hill and Jason Kidd. Feeling some Victoria pride there. And Public Safety Minister Ralph Goodale says that when marijuana is legalized in Canada, it will remain illegal for Canadians to take cannabis across the border into the U.S. You said legal. It will remain illegal. Illegal. So you're not allowed to bring cannabis over to the States, and it will remain illegal for Americans to bring cannabis over into Canada again. Gotcha. And since that doesn't change, there's no need for American border officials to tighten screening for Canadians coming into their country. Oh. All right, so everything remains the same there. It's probably Still a good idea. Still not allowed to bring weed over. Yeah, it's like, especially if you're going down, because the first thought I ha- had when you told me this was like, what's the, what's the difference? Like, it's legal down in Washington State, too, now. Mm-hmm. Like, what, but it's just like, all right, well, let's just, if it's legal there, just get it there. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't bring your own stuff, just get it there. It's the fun of going on a trip. <laughs> Getting it's, nervous, going up to the border. You get to see a different oh. dispensary. You get oh, to that go to too. A, yeah, <laughs> and see what it's like to buy weed in the States. That's fun. You, just, yeah. you don't have to bring your own. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting thinking about that with, like, alcohol as well, because you mm. are allowed to bring alcohol across the border, right? I don't know. You are, like, I know I've brought alcohol from the States into Canada. Right. So, I don't know why it's different for weed. Yeah. Anyway. And Victoria police say they are seeing a new twist on the so-called inheritance scam. At least six people report having received letters through the mail advising a person with the same last name as a recipient has died, leaving more than 23 million pounds in a UK bank. The recipients are then told to reply to an email address, uh, but police warn that the letter is a scam and no bank would offer anyone money in this way. Yeah, yeah, that's new. I mean, I guess it's going back in the old ways before email, or email right? I'm sure those sort of scams would come through the mail, but we're kind of going backwards. Yeah, seems more uh, legit when it comes through the mail, though, right? Oh, for sure, it does right? absolutely. But I've uh, seen a part of an inheritance. Hmm. It does not go like that. No. <laughs> it's not how that works. No. Yeah. So, and I'm not. I'm not saying like the way it went for me goes the way that for all inheritances. I don't know. It would be so tempting. It would be that if I got that in the mail, there would be a part of me that was like, all my problems are solved. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? like I'm gonna call my mom. mom. <laughs> yeah. Let's call some people here. Let's make some phone calls here. But. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, Health Canada has released a list of types of USB chargers that have been recalled due to a risk of electric shock and fire. The recall affects around 1.5 million units. So Health Canada is recommending that people check their electrical products at home and make sure that they have a recognized certification mark before making a purchase. So tempting when you go to the gas station and you see like gadget doodads, mm-hmm. like oh, they, it looks just like an Apple USB cord or the like the air ear pods or whatever. Right? It's like oh, and it's like six dollars as opposed to the Apple ones are like forty eight, yeah, or more, right? 
for a stupid cord and it's like so tempting and then it's like oh this will burn your house down <laughs> yeah maybe don't buy that and a new program encouraging customers of ICBC to register as organ donors has boosted the donor list by more than 15% in one year. More than 1.2 million people have now registered the decision in uh, the BC Organ Donor Registry and a record 479 people received transplants in BC last year. That's so great. So amazing. Yeah, it's- they're making it easier to do. And it's, it's a, it's, I don't know. I found a very easy decision for mm-hmm. me to just oh, be yeah. like, take everything. Yeah. I don't need it anymore. Whatever. Yep. Uh, but some people, you know, maybe don't see it as an easy decision. I think of it this way, Jen, is like, I likely, hopefully actually will not get the chance to actually save someone's life because I'll probably balls it up is why I was like mm. saying hopefully. But do you know what I mean? Chicken like if there's too. like a train coming and I have to undo a knot and let someone off the tracks, I'll probably just not undo the knot in time or mm-hmm. I just like. Is grab someone out of the way of danger. I'll probably be like, huh, what? What's going on? Oh, no, danger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if every organ can go and save a life after I'm dead, well, then that's just good deeds for me. Yeah, you're a hero. Mm. Some customers who have booked hotels using orbits may have had their personal data stolen. No. Not again. No. Air Canada says potentially more than 2,200 bookings through Air Canada hotel options could have been involved in a data breach that Orbitz reported this month. Well, this is a very crazy story. Uh, a woman is in hospital with serious injuries after accidentally getting dumped into a garbage truck. Authorities in Phoenix, Arizona, say the woman and her boyfriend were sleeping in a dumpster when the truck came to empty it. Oh my the gosh. boyfriend managed to roll out in time, but the woman ended up at the back of the truck. No. Oh, that'd be terrifying. Yes, that's been a nightmare of mine since the first time I saw a garbage truck. Yeah. As a child. That's awful. Yeah, I don't know if it had like the crusher come down and everything. Like, I don't know what the extent of her injuries were, but they were serious. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.